Hey, what's happening, Emily? <laughs> hey, Danny, how's it going? I'm doing all right. Uh, welcome to the Deconstruction Zone. Thank you so much for that beautiful welcome. Well, you know what they say. Nope. I don't know. Comfort is slow death. <laughs> um, all right. Hey, so I don't often pick the topics. Right. But I had one that I was kind of interested in. Was that in. a passive aggressive comment? Yeah. Well, this is going to be, we're just going to talk about topic picking. Okay. <laughs> uh, but hey, actually, this is a good time to say this. If you have topics that are interesting yes. to you, let us know. We'll do a better job putting stuff like on. Actually, you do a really good job getting like in, interactions Thanks. for people on yeah. like uh, Instagram and stuff. But uh, maybe I'll put in this episode a little Spotify poll. But if you're watching on YouTube or whatever, like just drop it in the comments. Like what topics, what episodes would be interesting to hear? Mm-hmm. Um, not because we're running out of ideas, but I think like I want to talk about what, what people, people want yeah, to hear, right? 100%. Like, I love what we talk about. But sometimes even like the Halloween episode we recorded that came out a while back, but uh, was what we just recorded before this was like we didn't have that much steam on it, we found, because it wasn't that interesting yeah to us mm-hmm. and so um i'd just be interested to hear what people want to talk about but today which kind of fits in a little bit with what we just talked about a second ago but i want to talk about spiritual warfare yeah uh spiritual warfare what do you think about it like you grew up in the presbyterian church united states of america pc us no of no you didn't that's Sorry. the liberal no, one you were the, you were the presbyterian church in america just america just all of america not yeah. just the united states right of, of course naturally wow uh, that was heresy what you just said i'm sorry uh so what did the pca <laughs> yeah uh and more specifically micro to the zell family uh-huh but maybe connects to what you grew up with what did you believe about spiritual warfare? because i know you've talked about like Holy Spirit is kind of like whatever. Right. So my assumption is you're just like, it's not a thing. But I want to know what you think about it. So we didn't talk about it that much growing up, I would say. I think I thought demons were real. I thought Satan was real, all that. I was just like, yeah, that's kind of sk- kind of spooky. But um, I didn't think much else of it, to be honest. And then I remember I was in, I think, sixth grade and my mom told me about the book The Screwtape Letters by Mm -hmm. C.S. Lewis and she said that that book was really impactful to her. I think my first ever recommendation station was The Screwtape Letters. Oh my god. Um, And so I remember reading it honestly to to a sixth grader. I was like a pretty advanced reader but that was still kind of over my head. Yeah. And so I read it again as a freshman in high school for class. We could either read that or some other book that I forgot the name of. Um, And I read it and it was like pretty impactful. Like I... I feel like there are things that I always remember in the sense. So if you don't know, the screw tape letters yeah. is like basically this older demon writing letters to his nephew, who's a younger demon, who's like trying to, um, you know, be a better tempter. Yeah. Screw or, tape and wormwood. Yes. And um, I remember there, there are moments or like tips and tricks that I guess screw tape is giving wormwood that I was like, oh yeah. Like I remember one that I think about all the time is like, when the patient, which is like the person they're trying to yeah. tempt, he was like, whenever the patient is in any sort of argument, um, make sure that they are constantly believing that they have like they're in no way wrong so that they don't apologize. Yeah. And I think about that all the time because 
there are a lot of times where I'm just like in my head and I'm just like, yeah, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm I'm like super yeah. right. And then like that hits me and I'm just like, but I don't, but I wouldn't say I think about those moments and I think, oh my gosh, this is spiritual warfare. Yeah. So I think that's where I thought the idea was interesting, but I think in my day to day, I wouldn't say that I think a lot about it. Yeah. Um. What do you think about spiritual warfare? Yeah, so I, too, don't think much about it. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't come up often. But Annie's the one that made me kind of think about Ooh. it, my wife. Uh, and so today is what? Uh, Wednesday when we record this. I laid my head on my pillow Sunday night. And I was as spiritually content and happy mm. as I've ever been. Mm. Uh, like relationally, maritally, parentally church at the well just like going crushing it like mm. things are new people are coming new small groups are starting like new people are finding a church that they never knew existed all these amazing things that are happening like people that really really needed community are starting to find it and so to lay your head on bed at night at, at that sunday night and be like man like everything you've had those feelings in your life right where oh, it's like yeah. momentum is just going and it just feels like and I said something to this effect to maybe Annie, but to someone else, like, I just like, I feel like we're in the stream of like really good things right now. Mm. I'm trying to kind of like just ride the wave of what God is doing both in our life and at the well. Monday morning just was a waterfall of different things mm. that have just uh, continued to pop up that are kind of out of the blue and that are pretty random and but also like very serious things to the people that they're serious to or the um the people that are engaged with it and i remember saying to annie i was like it's just so frustrating because mm. it just seemed like like 24 hours ago we were talking about how and awesome things were going and she said well you have to like think about like when things are going really well like if we believe that there is a tempter or an enemy or a screw tape in a wormwood, right? Like if we believe in that kind of thing, that wouldn't they be at work trying to kind of undo that or undermine your confidence or any of those sorts of things, right? Mm. And so, and again, I don't think about it mm. very often in that kind of regard. Um, I don't think about the idea that like, like Mark Driscoll was talking on his TikTok about how demons are all over the world and how, mostly expressed in the progressive movement uh, is where that the is demons are. crazy. Uh, but it just was a good reminder to me that like if everything is spiritual, I think there's so much more spiritual nuance and depth to our lived experience, mm -hmm. both evil and good. Um, and I don't know exactly where you fall in like the terms of like things being good versus evil, demons yeah. and angels and all those sorts of things. But it was like, it's easy to go through day to day and be like, when things are going well, it's me. And when things are going wrong, Absolutely. it's other people. And I wonder how much of we attribute that to a spiritual realm or spiritual warfare that's happening around us. And uh, so for me, as like the pastor of this church, that it feels like, I mean, God is doing really cool things through. If we believe that there's someone trying to detract from that, it's like, well, why wouldn't they try to undermine that, you know? So I don't know. It's just been an interesting, like, so again, this is a Wednesday. It's yeah. been a few days later. Um, and it's been other things since, like Monday was the the biggest of the things. 
But there's been like little, like yesterday I had another thing that popped up. I was like, what the hell is happening? Like mm. I've gone weeks without conversations like these and Gosh. without things like these. that have, And they're not like anything like crazy serious, but a little bit of like, if I was pulling back, I'd say like, and looking at it from a spiritual warfare lens, regardless of what you believe on that, if you put on your hat to say like, I fully subscribe to believing mm-hmm. that's a thing, objectively it'd be like, well, of course it seems like that because it's like making something out of nothing right making the patient think they're not wrong and making the patient seeing like there's all these things happening right and it's like that there's some sort of detractor engaging in that so i don't know it's just it was on my mind and i was like i don't often feel very strongly about the episodes we talk about yeah but it was something that was going on in my life and i was like might be worth us talking about i think something that i'm processing is like i think sometimes first of all i'm really sorry that sounds really discouraging yeah i appreciate that thank you um I think sometimes we like think of spiritual warfare as it has to mean demons and it has to mean like demons attacking you. And yeah. maybe it or does. Or being like possessed or something. Yeah. Like the movie The Exorcist is where we immediately go, right? Right. But I'm thinking like as you were talking, I was like whether or not any of those things that happened were spurred by demons or by Satan or by like something trying to push against the work God is doing – whether it is just a bunch of like shitty things that happened, I think there's, I think that's still spiritual warfare for you because, yeah. in a sense, like, I mean, if I'm just like thinking about that term much more broadly, like that, all of those things are discouraging you yeah. from like the excitement and I don't know, the momentum, like you said, that you like felt with God. Yeah. And so I think. I think spiritual warfare is a real thing, no matter whether, like, demons caused it or not. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting way to look at it, a good way to look at it. Like, if, again, and I do think everything is spiritual. And, like, we have friends that are atheist agnostics and Christians and across the board. Both you and I, some we share and some we don't. And I think probably one connecting thing many of all of our friend groups would share Mm. is whether we name what that spiritual thing is. That there's some force yes. driving things, right? Yeah. And that there could be a good force and there could be like a bad force and all of those sorts of things, right? And so I think that's interesting the way you highlight it because it makes it more accessible. And because that's the hard thing with this conversation, right? Is it becomes pretty un- inaccessible because it becomes really heady um, and you turn it into the screw tape letters or the exorcist or something like that. And it's like maybe more fundamental than that. It almost like feels sometimes when we talk about demons, it almost feels too whimsical for something that just feels very emotional. Mm. And like, yeah, I don't know. I just think as you were talking, I was like, Oh yeah. Spiritual warfare like is so much bigger. I guess something that I would want to maybe like transition to in this topic is a lot of people would say, um, that like deconstruction is yeah. often like maybe from demons or yeah. like in well, that's general kind of where I was interested or like you bit. failed your spiritual warfare. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're just being deceived within that. Right. Cause like, again, I don't want to drive everything back to the screw tape letters, but like that book's written and like calling the person they're persecuting the patient, like everything is written in very positive language mm-hmm. because they're viewing it as doing their good and their job, right? And the enemy is God. So right. it kind of like messes with your head a little bit. Right. And so to look at someone, if you're like deeply fundamentally Christian, to see someone deconstructing would be like, you are 
feeling like you're winning because you've been completely deceived by the enemy to go down that route, right? And there's people in your life that probably think that about yeah. you, right? Like, uh, and I've heard people say that about progressive Christians or people that are just not a fundamental fundamentalist type group, right? That like that's you being deceived. Yeah. And that's like the that's kind of where I got nervous about it. And I've had this topic on my list before. And the reason I've been like, well, I don't really want to talk about it is because of so many of our listeners mm. have been have had spiritual warfare used to, like against them to classify where they are. And so to touch on it almost rehashes a wound that you're like not even sure how to navigate because it's been used as the biggest weapon against you. But I think like but I think it's so important because when you're when I was a fundamentalist, I think I maybe didn't think about spiritual warfare very much, but I did think of like it is constantly maybe I thought spiritual warfare was happening, but like the Holy Spirit was just like dealing with it. Yeah. Like just like I didn't have to, you know, I can't choose anything. You know, yeah. it was being taken care of for me. Like if I'm saved, I'm also like sealed by the spirit, we would say. And so like you can't have demonic possession or whatever. Right. And almost you're doing like spiritual warfare is happening to those that aren't saved around you. Right. So it's like right. more you're doing work to help them so that they no longer have to deal with that as an issue. However, I did definitely see temptation as a warfare like mm. as that. And I think you can whether you personify temptation as a demon or not, or you think those are connected or not, like. There was always this like, okay, I've got to work to like fight for this identity, fight for my Christianity, for my faith. Mm -hmm. And so I do think sometimes when you start to deconstruct, I think there's part of yourself and part of other people that say like, well, you just kind of stopped wanting to put in the fight. Like mm -hmm. you just kind of got lazy. Um, and they would say, and I feel like people would say like, you know, John 10, like the enemy comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I came that I, that you may have life and have it abundant. And people would say that to me, like, like the enemy is coming to like steal and kill and destroy. And you think that deconstructing is going to give you an abundant life, but it's not. And it's like, that's just like a lot to hear. Like, you're like, okay, I get what you're saying. I get where you're coming from, yeah. but I am in pursuit of the abundant life that I do think Jesus offers, but maybe in a different way than you thought and yeah. that I thought. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, uh, I that's exactly where my mind went as you were talking, like, talking about this idea of abundant life. Mm -hmm. And there's a little bit of a disagreement on what abundant life looks like, mm. and therefore there'd be, a different, dis, there'd be a disagreement on what destruction of that would look like, right? And so for someone that's deconstructing, like, I think they're still striving for abundant life. And that's actually probably what's driving them to do that because uh, they didn't find it where they were. But for the people that are in the group they left, they'd be like, you're actually just going towards your death. Right. Yeah. I also kind of feel a, like a certain sort of, I don't know, like pain, like heart pang toward maybe the kids or the people that kind of maybe resonate with my story as being the golden child. Because I think when we also talk about spiritual warfare, I felt like oftentimes we would say like spirit, like demons want to come or spiritual warfare wants to come when things are going really well. Mm -hmm. And so like, for example, I remember there was like a Christmas, we had a Christmas Eve service one time and our worship director was like, like the microphone kind of flickered and like something like that. And I don't, and I remember him being like, this is spiritual warfare. And maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I, rem I remember at the time being like, you're being a little bit dramatic <laughs> <laughs> to be completely honest. 
Um, but his point was like the first Christmas Eve service went so well, like of course the demons would come and like try to not have us promote the birth of Christ. And so it all that's an example just to say we usually say that demons come when things are going super well. And so yeah. I think Which someone, is what a little bit of what I said, right? Like I'm in the yeah. momentum of the stream, right? Like But someone would say about like a golden child, for example, like, well, of course it would come for you. Yeah. Of course, like Satan would push harder because he like saw your potential or saw what you were doing and what you could be, and then you basically lost. I think that's the hardest part for me is when we see deconstruction is like, I think there is spiritual warfare and deconstruction 1000%. Like it is, it's a constant, there it feels like so much battling and so much like internal struggle that I think deconstruction feels a lot like spiritual warfare, but I think I get frustrated and hurt when people frame deconstruction as like losing the battle or giving up on the battle. Yeah, yeah I think that's a miss an unfair mischaracterization yeah. of deconstruction. You know, I think this is related. I've never asked you this. Uh, okay. I've asked you your thoughts on heaven and hell. We've talked about it on the pod. Uh, talked about Jesus and the crucifixion. Why it matters. We've talked mm-hmm. about God. What do you think about the devil? Yeah, great question. I'm kind of, I was like thinking about it as we started. I was like, oh, what do I think about this these days? Um, these days. Hmm. Before you go, do you know what you thought? Yeah, I definitely was like, Satan's real, demons are real, but I think we need to stop calling everything demonic. (laughs) That's where I was at. Even when I was very fundamentalist, I was like just so annoyed when people were like, this is demonic. And I'm like, it's just, you just don't like it. I do get a little bit exhausted. like, And I feel it even in myself saying this, though I think Annie was wise in pointing it out. Oh, Um, yeah. But I get like when I hear someone say like the microphone went out because we crushed it so much at the 9 (laughs) a.m. that the devil's like our 50 people at the 10 a.m. need to be like, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like need to be hindered or distracted. Yeah, I get a little bit exhausted by that, but I think um, I'm with you on that a little bit. So I definitely thought that Satan was real and demons were real. I guess, I don't know. I guess I did think it kind of goes back to my Calvinist roots that I was like, yeah, it's real, but we don't need to panic because like, mm. I guess I kind of thought like spiritual warfare is real, but God's kind of doing it for us. Yeah. And so we don't really have to stress about it too much. These days, I honestly haven't really thought about it. I think gut reaction, I would say I don't believe in Satan. But you also don't believe in hell. Not that those things have to be connected. Right. Yeah, I I guess I, I'll be 100% honest and say this isn't like a fully well-researched or well-thought-about point. But my gut reaction is like, yeah, I just don't, I don't think I buy it. Yeah. Where For, can I ask more? Yeah. What, and I don't want to like push you down a no, rabbit hole. You're like, I don't have that much excitement energy on. But uh-huh. what what don't you buy about it? <sighs> I don't. I guess. Okay. This is. I could change my mind about this tomorrow, but this is what I'm thinking <laughs> right now is I think that I'm not sure that like evil needs to be like personified or is a guy or at least not or is just like a fallen angel i don't know that just feels like a lot um to be like you know they were hanging out and then felt like or got kicked out or whatever right and now he's pissed and i don't know it's just kind of 
it feels to me like an image of something deeper that maybe isn't literal. Yeah. I guess is kind of what I'm trying to say. Okay. I had this beautiful moment. I went to um, Kabbalah, like a um, like a Jewish mystic ceremony with yeah. uh, our mutual friend. And it was on a Friday night. And it was really, there was this really sweet moment where the rabbi what uh she was like we believe in angels and then she go because we were like welcoming in the angels or something she looked at the little boy there was like one little boy there she goes do you believe in angels and he goes "Mm." and like if you're listening his like hand kind of went side to side and she goes that is an excellent answer and i like almost cried like i thought that was so beautiful that this boy was like expressing um like unsureness and yet, like the like his spiritual leader, the rabbi, like mm. praised that in him and said, like you are seeing things with nuance and like not feeling like you have to have a black and white answer. Yeah. In front of the whole congregation, was like able to say that, and I just thought that was so lovely. Yeah, that's good. I do like that, and I think in some ways, like though the well isn't a cabal, cabal, yeah. Um isn't a part of that tradition like i think that's one of the things i want us to try to create is like the idea that like you could eh, like where yeah. am i right like i'm not exactly sure like i want to believe in this but i want to know why and i'm not sure if i do and what's the heart like i think there's way more gray and way more nuance in a lot of those questions and like for me like i believe sin exists i believe brokenness exists yeah. i think i do believe in uh the enemy whatever like we call yeah. it like when i say the devil like it just conjures up such a negative and unbiblical like the guy that's all red with yeah. the horns and the pitchfork and the tail uh just poking people like i don't believe in that mm. but i do believe in the tempter or the enemy or whatever like but i do think what you said which i don't know that i would have said had you not said it first like the personification of it is an interesting thing to explore yeah and how we got where we are especially as it tells you a lot about what you think about scripture on where you land on this, right? Mm. Like in the literal versus metaphorical versus um, guidebook versus rule book type thing, you know? Yeah. 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 I think, I think I didn't really know I had the thought until I was kind of saying it out loud, but I think, I think you could make the argument that the enemy is maybe much more of, it's a thing, but it, I'm, I just guess I don't think it's a guy. Yeah. What, what so, were you gonna say? Not a not funny joke. So we're gonna continue on to the next <laughs> thing. So, well, I think that I think that's a good wrap on this. Like, I don't yeah. know that I have much more to stand up, but one of the things that I want to end with in this is I think it's an important conversation to have, as every important conversation is to have within mm-hmm. this arena. That like every time, every time I think something spurs a thought in us and an emotion in us and makes us start to ponder things more. It's like exploring it, which is why like, I want to talk to you about it. Cause I was like, yeah. I just like, I want to dive into this with somebody and talk more about it. And I have other people in my life to talk to things about like Annie and I talked more about it, but I just think oftentimes we feel these things and it's like, it's black and white and I'm not going to talk to anyone about it. And we internalize and we hold it. Mm. And I'm like, this would be really fun to talk about even if we don't know everything we're talking about. Right. I'm a hundred percent with you. I mean, we talked kind of at the beginning about like, choosing topics and i would say like i try to like we have a shared note about topics and i try to like 
if something kind of spurs a thought in me or spurs like, oh, I never thought about this before, something like that is when I try to write it down. Because I think something that I love about this podcast is it kind of follows what's on one of our minds week by week, you know? And I just think that that's the process. That's the, to me, that's the journey that we're embracing is that things will always pop up to be processed. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because it's like we meet almost every week to do this with a few exceptions here and there. Mm -hmm. But it is very much like in the moments that we're talking about it, it's like the most real thing in the moment to us. And I think that's a really big encouragement to anyone Mm -hmm. listening. It's like, maybe this is exactly what's real to you. Maybe it's not. And we have 70 other episodes at this point to go look back at and be like, Mm. what's real to you in this moment? It could be really interesting to dive into. And I can see sometimes where that's at because we see these spikes in different episodes of people Mm. listening. But I think like, regardless of whether we've talked about it or not, like embracing what is the most real to you and your spirit at the moment to talk about is really important and trying not to put yourself further along or further back than you are and just embrace the journey and have the conversation where you are. And we've said this before, but not in a really long time, like finding your people, like the three of us have to do this. Like I, my fear is just people don't have that. And we have as much, if not more benefit in the stuff we say before we start recording and after, and we go to lunch when we can and all those sorts of things. And like finding your people is I think essential in this journey. I I mean, I think that's like so important. And I think I think sometimes maybe a podcast can be like a place to start. Like I remember when I was starting deconstructing and I didn't feel safe to talk to other people, like having deconstruction podcasts was helpful because I felt like I could at least listen to other people process. But I would say like that does not even compare to what it is to actually like have your own people. Yeah. 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 And I think I don't know if this is helpful and I almost didn't say it, but like I think if we're looking at like the warfare idea, it's like you would never go to war alone. Right. Yeah. So if you like feel attacked or burdened or you're in any sort of battle it's like you need people with you to do that um i want to sorry go ahead i want to make one caveat though as i'm processing this is like a hundred percent and as soon as you said like going to war don't go to war alone i was like a hundred percent yeah and then i was like sometimes though when people are deconstructing they just lost everyone and everyone is turned on them and going to war on them yeah. And so I'd say, like, I'm a, like, please find your people. Like, it is so important. But I also just want to, like, acknowledge that you might it's not, not always anymore. the easiest process. Yeah. And we want to be your people until you find your new people. Yeah. So. Um. So do you want to do recommendation station? I think I do. Okay. I, I do, too. Um. Do you have any recommendations for us? Yes. Um. It's another horror. It's a horror movie. Yeah. Um. Because we're recording this near yeah. Halloween. But, uh. My boyfriend was like, I want to show you the movie that scarred me the most in my life. And I was like, I, right. You'd think it'd be that. And I was like, I don't think I want to see whatever scarred you the most. Because I'm kind of a baby when it comes to horror. Like, I can't handle it. And he was like, please, please, please. And I'm a pushover. I was like, yeah, it's fine. (laughs) And so it's called The Strangers. Oh, I never watch it. Have you watched it? It's too real and terrifying. Like the premise of it yes. is horrifying. It and is they just horrifying. came out with a new one or a new series. Like they're revamping it right now. Or maybe this is uh, the new one. But. I no, this one was the new one. But I remember like as we were watching it, like the windows yeah. were open and I was like, no. But I will say though, honestly, the people who are like the killers or whatever are masked. And for some reason that made me feel like this is pretend. And I could kind of have this like willing suspension of disbelief like i was just like 
we're good. You know, I'm getting anxious. Just like really? that movie is one. Of, I remember when it came out. Yeah. Like I had friends that went to go watch it at like a because it takes place at like a secluded house, right? I like yeah. And they like went to go watch that movie at like someone's like house in the woods. No, no. I'm like, why would you do like you <gasps> no. are asking for it right now? I the the most haunting part. This isn't really a spoiler. Um, but at the very end, basically, the woman is looking at the strangers and saying, like, why are you doing this to us? Yeah. You know, the, do you know this line? And think... they just go, because you were home. Yeah. And that is, like, haunting. Like, it's right. so mindless and violent and freaky. Yeah. And it's so it's generally inspired. It's by true events. I don't think it's a true story. But their idea is, like, that people are, like, doing awful things because they can and it's available not because of any ulterior motives. Yeah. And the realism of it, of the this could happen. I have also think I heard that has like one of the most realistic stabbing scenes in it and that kind of stuff. Oh, no, that was a Zodiac. Do you see that? No. I, I hate stabs in movies. Are, like, I'll watch there are some pretty realistic stabs. I'm going to tell you that right yeah, now. I don't need it. Um, okay. So let's move off of that. Glad you recommended that. I'll have I'm not saying just... I'm not sure I'm saying I'm recommending it, but <laughs> it was a little bit better than I thought, I guess. And it was, but I was still pretty, pretty freaked out. I'm sure I'll put this on TikTok. I was more scared of Creep than of this. I will say Which that. Creep? creep is the one about the guy that's just like asked to be filmed. Oh, I'm right, in my right. horror era, yeah. um, not by my own yeah. choice. Well, I would say if you don't watch on YouTube, if you want to just see someone just so uncomfortable, you can. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so closed off to everything right now. I'm not is this into... your spiritual warfare? Yeah, I mean, I didn't need this in my life right now, but. <laughs> He goes, um, and then another thing happened on Wednesday that just kept killing Season 22 of Hell's Kitchen just started. I freaking love Hell's Kitchen. Okay. Uh, me watching Gordon Ramsay just rip into these people uh, is so good. And it's so compared to what always comes out right before it. So it's like they always wrap up a season of MasterChef, which is like home cooks. Mm. And so he's so sweet and nice. And they like judge them or whatever. Yeah. But he's like, they're there to like help these people achieve their dreams. And someone wins. And at the end of Hell's Kitchen, like someone becomes his executive chef at Hell's Kitchen. But he is an asshole to these people. And it's, and he's like fun at times, but it's such a different comparison, especially yeah. when they mix in like a MasterChef junior season mm. where it's like little like nine-year-olds. You like go from that to this. It's really funny to watch. Okay. Uh, but I think as this comes out, like episode three comes out like tonight mm. on Fox. And so it's uh, watch MasterChef. This season is actually pretty interesting. It's like, Ameri like American dream vibes. And so it's mm. just like people fighting for their American dreams. So like some people that have immigrated mm. here, some people that came from like really hard situations. Gordon Ramsay's like my situation was like embracing the American dream. So it's very much like trying to achieve your dreams. Mm. So it's kind of cool season that way. Okay. That's I'm intrigued. I've never seen Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. No one gets stabbed on purpose. So it's a great show. Well, that's good. Um, so two very different recommendations depending on the vibe you're looking for. Lots of knives in both. <laughs> but differently used. Hopefully. Um, yeah. But anyway. That recommendation, Jason, sucked. <laughs> I feel like it. I just made you tense. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, did. Sorry. Uh, but anyway, thank you for listening <laughs> and embrace the journey. I've got no, no extra things to say. <laughs>